guys, welcome to another podcast episode of the Business Academy podcast. Ethan Dainberg here with the Business Academy, and I'm joined with Dr. Tim Steflick, founder and operator, CEO for Coastal Integrative Healthcare out here in Florida. And uh, I'm just excited to have a conversation today with you, Dr. Tim, regarding your success in practice. So thanks for uh, taking some time today. Happy to be here, Absolutely. as always. So um, uh, let's let's fast forward the tape a bit. Uh, many of those listening today have maybe seen clips with you in the past or interviews with other uh, uh, TBA doctors or even with us. Um, maybe uh, tell us a bit about your practice and locations you have and where you at where you're at in 2022. Sure, 2022 we have four locations. Um, we're all over the. Volusia, Flagler County, part of around Daytona Beach of Florida. Um, yeah, been in practice for 11 years and uh, yeah, just expanding and growing. So did uh, from day one, was it was it four practices from day one and everything was uh, kosher and hunkadori? Yeah, I came out of school and had four practices. That's right. Easy. You had a trust fund to work with. You're able to... Big funds. No, I mean, we started... Started off a very small practice, took over for another doctor, and um, yeah, I've seen between 80 to 110 patient visits a week uh, on a busy week, and uh, you know, working a lot, and um, just didn't you know didn't know what I didn't know what to do to grow the practice, but I also didn't want to sacrifice my time right at the same time. So yeah, it's come a long ways. So uh, rewinding the tape back 11 years ago practices at that volume. You, uh, you had your first, your first child, who's your oldest. And at the time he was, uh, just a little, little, little baby. And you shared this to me years ago, which always impacted me, which I think was your, your why your drive as to why you decided to kick this practice into high gear, uh, and change the way you were going to run it. Can you share that story about, yep. about that? Yeah. So my, my wake up moment as as far as seeing why I needed to have something change was when I, you know, I woke up early to go to work and I went early because I had some new patients in the morning and then I had patient adjustments and then I had, you know, working lunch basically and then more patients and then more new patients. So it was a pretty busy day. Um, but the the bad part was that when I left in the morning, my son was asleep. And then when I got home that night, it was later, he was asleep again. So it was like a day missed just because of work. And for me and our values with my wife and I, it was going to, you know, it's focused on family and being together and spending time together, being there to teach my children, to coach my children and being involved in their lives because I want to have an impact on them. And so that was a big fail for me and wake up moment to realize, well, you know, I can't, I can't do this. Uh, but I still have to make a living. I still got to work. So, you know, what do I do? So that's, I think we fast forward now and we go four practices and now five kids. Yeah. The family's grown. A lot more kids, a lot more practices. So yeah. there's only, there's only, there's only uh, 24 hours in a day. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think the, myself and the average person listening is going, well, how do you manage all of that? It seems like four practices is just four times the work, four times the headaches, four times the stress, four times the amount of days that you're not seeing your kids, but you've been able to build, I like to term it like a lifestyle practice to where the practice itself runs on systems, good people, it's profitable, and then you can live a lifestyle with your family and, you know, with the recreations that you have with your church to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. We don't have all day to describe how you did it, but maybe you can give us a couple highlights as to 
how you ultimately created financial freedom and time freedom for yourself. Yeah. So a lot of things were putting in, you know, putting into place some of the systems that other people could run for me. So, you know, my realization also was that I was doing, you know, everything in the practice. I was doing the marketing, I was doing uh, case management, which I wasn't doing really well at all. <laughs> and I was doing the, the treatments. I was involved in the HR, hiring, firing, all those other things. Um, you know, the only thing I wasn't really doing was some of the front desk responsibilities and some of the billing responsibilities. But I was documenting, charting, you know, all of that was the things that I was doing uh, to the max. So uh, when I realized that I was doing it all, I had to kind of compartmentalize and realize that um, I didn't have to do it all. Mm. You know, it's, those are things that I could give to other people if the right training and systems were in place. I think a lot of people go, great, you hired people, but I've hired people before. And, you know, these millennials don't want to work. Uh, today's climate in 2022. If you do the wrong thing, just slightly will find somewhere else. Uh, people maybe had the wrong people in their practice and they've practically sabotaged their business and they've kind of given up on even trying to do that. Uh, what have you learned over the years, either on your own, through experience, through the Business Academy, regarding finding the right people to, to, to run this thing so you can be free to, to, to grow it and do what you want? Yeah, so that's our responsibility, right? So you can't blame the environment because the environment's always gonna change. Sometimes it's gonna be a good environment to hire. Sometimes it's not, and then people are going to want, you know, more money or whatever things that you're going to gripe about and that I gripe about sometimes too. But, you know, you, t you control what you can. Mm. And if you are responsible for the people that are in your office and you, so like when we hire a new staff member, we make sure that they have all the training checklists to go through to make sure they're properly hatted and trained on their job position. And then they have statistics that they're responsible for. And we, give that responsibility to them too. So, you know, giving it to your staff and giving them the tools they need, not just hiring a marketer and say, go bring in new patients, you know, hiring a, um, you know, a, a case manager and saying, okay, I want you to get these people started on care plans or hiring, you know, a, an office manager and say, all right, I want you to hire the people now, you know, and I want mm -hmm. you to, and just telling them what to do, but having those things in place, proven, tried and true, um, that's that's what allows expansion and growth to happen. That makes sense, yeah. And then, of course, you have to fund this payroll that you built into your office. Mm -hmm. Sometimes offices go, my payroll is too high and the office isn't growing, it's stagnant. You have unproductive people there. Everyone feels busy, but it's inefficient and there's not really any growth. Talk talk a bit about, if you can, the importance of, of, of having a marketer, you know, before we can go into efficiencies and getting people more productive, but having a marketer and... and uh, focusing on the front end of the funnel, not just relying on other people to do it for you, or other businesses to do it for you, but to have someone there who's out in the community, bring people in, doing events, and and essentially getting the front of your funnel nice and abundant. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's always going to be quirks and things to work out on that back end of the office, but having a very abundant and wide funnel for new patients coming in will help I'm not going to say cover up because you don't want to cover those up, but it will, it'll help overcome some of those problems on the back end. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it'll help with the money problems. You'll have more money coming in. So you're like, okay, good. Now we can worry about fixing these other problems we have on the back end. Um, but yeah, lack of new patients, that's the, I call it the lifeblood of the practice, right? Like if you don't have that, then your practice is dying 
and uh, it's going to die a slow and painful death, and it's going to hurt <laughs> all the way down. Yeah. So, you know, turning on that faucet with a, a new a marketer that can bring in those new patients, qualified new patients, um, it's, you know, it's a godsend to have that, you know, ability. It's funny, I'm talking to yourself, I'm talking to Dr. Brian Dahmer, talking to Dr. Gary Rademacher, who've all been on the podcast before, multiple practices, phase two, profitable. You know, I'm talking to Dr. Rob McLaughlin. And the very first thing all these guys did with the Business Academy years ago, the very first strategic step was hiring a marketer. Mm -hmm. That was just the thing to just handle that part of it. Yeah, there was a thousand problems in the practice, but you know, let's, let's handle that first. And because that then it trailed into next, they had a bunch of new patients and no one was converting onto care or very few of them were, or if they were, they were just based on what insurance covered. You know, in your office, you uh, handle a lot of high ticket, you know, medical services mm -hmm. that are integrated with chiropractic um, that are not usually covered by insurance, right? Can you talk right. a bit about how having not you, but having case managers in there that are trained, effective, essentially effective closers, mm -hmm. how that was able to then continue your growth process uh, from there. Yeah. So once you get this flood, you know, thinking back to when I was the only chiropractor in the office and now we have, you know, five other ones that, that do the treatments. But when I was the only chiropractor that was consuming, now that we have this flood of new patients, all these, you know, seeing them on their initial visit, seeing them for the report of findings is just consuming so much time. I didn't have time to do both. And I was, and I was working more hours once again. So I had a choice to make. And that was, if I want to free up my time and have that true freedom to be able to step away from the practice, I needed a case manager and uh, someone to come in and, you know, had my concerns with it because I feel like I do a fantastic job with it, you know, but because I do a fantastic job with it, I'm also able to train and, uh, you know, monitor and manage someone else to do it for us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have some amazing uh, case managers that can do as good as anyone. You know, I trust them a thousand percent to do what needs to be done. That's awesome. And then that sort of to create more income, drive in more patients, volume goes up, income goes up. You bring on an associate, you hire, you know, more team members to support this machine. You put in policies, procedures, and we can go all day on this. But what do you find that your colleagues, right, that you've known over the last 10 years that maybe have been struggling or haven't grown or kind of uh, run into the same cycle over and over again, what would be the one mistake it's probably multiple mistakes or things that they can all improve, but what would be this, the, the one thing you see the most often that your fellow chiropractors uh, are, are making or even are not doing that is a mistake that is causing them to kind of just run in circles essentially for years? So uh, it's not doing anything, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like you said. So it's not that it's it's not that it's something they're doing that's wrong. It's the fact that they're not doing anything and expecting it to change or maybe not knowing what they're trying to do. Mm. So I was in that same position, not knowing what needed to happen next. But then, you know, I made a commitment and I said, if I'm going to sign up for uh, a coaching program or somewhere that's going to, you know, teach me how to do things, I'm going to follow it a hundred percent. Yeah. And then I'm going to be a hundred percent committed all in. And then if it doesn't work, I can go back and say, I did exactly what you told me to do mm. and it didn't work. And obviously that was not the case. You know, it's created more freedom uh, for me than I could have imagined at the time. You know, if I look back at my goals from 10 years ago, I wouldn't, wouldn't have thought it was possible. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so not doing what is taught or not, or not doing anything, you know, is the biggest mistake. And, um, you know, people will think about it and think about it, but if they're not taking that step, not taking action, then 
you can't expect anything to change. That's the truth. Okay, so this year, um, uh, Utah twice. Yeah. A lot of long weekends out in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ireland, Iceland. I mean, you're, you're, any other uh, destinations on the map for this year? Uh, so this year, we don't have any big ones. I'm not sure yet in the fall what we'll do. Uh, kids have to go to school a little bit <laughs> now, right? Yeah. And uh, so... But uh, we do have some big trips next year coming up. We're, we're going to do, you know, about two weeks in Italy um, and, uh, you know, planning next summer already for my wife, you know, what we're going to do with her for her big birthday coming up. So that's probably so cool. Hawaii and some other trips. So one thing you've done also, Tim, over the years is you've done a lot of giving back, right? So this freedom you've been able to build around these practices has allowed you to go to Tallahassee uh, to... Um, uh, support and lobby on the side of chiropractic for Florida and for chiropractors around the country. Um, also, um, your church, you've, your energy, your time, it's just allowed you not just to do what you want to do, but also to give back in ways that I think it's difficult for most chiropractors to to think with because they can't get past ne- this next month, payroll, the stress, the burnout of the game. So how has the vision of giving back and, and being able to uh, find ways to help the industry as a whole, even your church, been a big motivation for you to get this thing to phase two. Yeah. So, I mean, you have those goals and targets that you you want to reach one day, but you don't know how you're going to get there because you're worried about the day-to-day, you're worried about making payroll. So once those you know more basic needs are met, then you can start thinking on a bigger scale. And that allows you know me to to think about, okay, how else can I help the profession? The future of the profession. It's the best profession on the earth. You know, there's we're saving lives. Uh, we're we're fighting against corrupt uh, medical, uh, you know, lobbyists and pushing on drugs, and it's terrible. It's it's messed up. So to be able to be a part of that and to, to fight for what's you know best for people is truly amazing. Yeah. And but that's not possible without being able to first you know take care of yourself. So as that those needs are met, then you can open up your vision and, and do a whole lot more to help others around you, you know, the community of chiropractic, um, even your own family, and then, you know, uh, church and, and being able to give back in those ways to people that, that need help. That's awesome. That's very cool. So what does the uh, future look like for uh, Dr. Steflick, family practice, giving back? I mean, you've, you've done this in just a little over a decade. I mean, the next 10 years from now, what do you hope to do and what's the impact you hope to give? Yeah, probably can't envision what it'll be in 10 years because I couldn't envision what I was like 10 years ago, right? So uh, continued expansion, obviously, is where we want to be and just to, to continue to help, you know, more and more people within our community and then that will continue to expand as well. So, um, yeah, it, there, there's always room for growth and improvement and, you know, we'll see where this takes us. That's awesome. Uh, whether it's a seasoned chiropractor who's been in practice for 10, 20, 30 years, or it's a new grad coming out of school or anywhere in between, what would be a final word or a final piece of advice you would give either one of those demographics or anybody in practice uh, uh, at this point in time that, that's based based on your experience and uh, your successful actions? You know, I'd love to hear what everyone else has to say because there's a lot to learn from everybody. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm anything special or different, you know, with what I've done. It's, it's not anything magical. It's, it's just, you know, here's, here's what's worked well for me and my, 
family to give me the time to, to coach my kids soccer and to take vacations and to get paid to do them. Um, but it's not anything new or amazing. It's, it's some systems that we put in place mm-hmm. and then we followed them and we did it. And if that's something that you desire that you want to have and you want to have that, then you just have to do the same thing. You know, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's not magic. It's just, Hey, follows, follow the systems, procedures, learn how to do it, learn how to put them in place and you can have whatever you want. Fantastic. Dr. Tim, thanks for your time, my man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Pleasure. All right. That concludes today's podcast interview. Join us in the next one for another episode of the Business Academy podcast, helping you create freedom in practice so you can do what you want with who you want, when you want to do it, and whenever you want to get it done. So with that being said, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much.